1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Well, Matt, fellow adventurers. So, last, last time we were, we were doing some work for the Black Wit, where I'm pretty sure we stopped a deadly deadly assassin from being anywhere near as deadly unless of course she manages to get more of those bones and dash but i think that that looks like it's a very complicated thing to make that takes a long time to set up so at very least she's going to be reduced in effectiveness for a long time which might well be bad for her but really, that's not my responsibility, is it? If she if she gets killed by uh, her own, by the dire for her failures, then well, one less person than the dire. So, fair enough. And next up is the next adventure with the Black Wit, called A Lonely Night, Light, the Blight. Flickering glow, spilling out of the tower's upper window, unexpectedly disappears. Its sudden departure, draping the summit of the hillock with the deep black of the cold, moonless night. And it begins. It can be normal or scaled. I'll go for normal. Tuscar is dead. The young man seated across from you, his eyes continually scouring the red war's common room throng imparted the grim news to you only moments ago, provided few details we did say that Truscar was killed near Twythick, and those responsible for his death have already paid with their lives. Hmm. that was one of the people I killed in the bad route. does check? yep so if you undertake work with the dyer you end up killing Truscar and if you don't undertake work with the dyer, he ends up killed anyway. Hmm. It's almost as if people are going to die no matter what I do. I've come here to present you with your next task, he says. His tone and choice of words, making the announcement seem more like a prelude to a directive. you you. You are to go to the hills, north and west, the city, the long tours. There is a tower that crowns one of the lesser peaks. You will watch for a light in the highest window. Listen very carefully. The young man, his voice lowered, leans in and says you must act according to what you observe in the tower's window. He then slips you a furled scrap of taper and tells you to keep it safe. You ask him if you can take a look at the paper and he nods. He tells you that it is a note you may need to deliver. Much to your surprise, the piece of paper is devoid of any visible markings. You are now carrying a furled scrap of paper. It will not appear in your inventory. The writing it bears is readable only to the eyes of its intended recipient, he says. You will roll the note and tuck it away safely. There is a lower hill, only a short distance from the tower, he says. There you will find a lantern resting among the lock. Rocks. You are to light it and hold it so that it can be seen from the tower. After no longer than a minute, you must extinguish it. That is all. You then must watch for a signal and reply. It will come from the t- tower's highest window. Your contact, who is, hasn't yet revealed his, revealed his name, tells you that you will take action based on the response you witness from the tower from the tower if you see three lights in the window you are to leave the note i have given you on the doorstep tower's doorstep if there are two lights you are to enter the tower and deliver a note to its lone occupant if there is a single light you are to enter the tower and kill kill whoever you find inside Okay, I don't know how that works, but I guess they've sorted something out. Struck him by the sudden notion of a fourth possibility, you ask the man what should be done if you do not observe any lights in the tower window. If there is no light, destroy the note and leave, he says. I pray, however, that will not prove to be the case. Would be, I dare say, most unfortunate. Okay, let me just check this down. Let me just write down. So, three, leave on doorstep, two, deliver, one light, kill, zero. Destroy the note. All right, that's four things that could happen. But what if there's more than three lights? Well, then I don't know what to do. The young man describes for you how to reach the tower in the hills, northwest of the city, and tells you you must arrive there and give the lantern signal tomorrow night before midnight. He then rises, and as if the thought had suddenly occurred to him, quietly introduces himself as Hawk. I don't think we'll meet again, he says, and if we do not, let me thank you here and now for your help. Thank you, and take care of yourself. With that, he turns and makes his way out of the inn. You wait for nearly a minute before following after him. Noting with a smirk, that a loud, visible argument has erupted among several patrons over your now over your now vacant table. It is nearly dark and unseasonably cold when you venture into the long tours northwest of Tannus on the day following your meeting with Hawk. You've little difficulty finding your way, as you're able to recall most of the young man's sparse directions, and just as night has fallen, you find yourself making the climb up a steep track leading to the pinnacle of the stone-capped hillock described to you the previous afternoon. Top of the rise, you gave an unobstructed view of the surrounding hill and tors. Directly to the west, perched on the summit of a tor that's easily half again as tall as a hillock upon which you stand, is the crumbling remains of a tower. It appears that much of the tower has collapsed. Its eastern face and much of its outer portion appears to be intact. Despite the sea of gloom filling in the span that separates the hillock from the tower, you can clearly make out a broad window near the top of the ruined structure. After observing the tower for nearly a minute, you promptly set about finding the lantern you're to use to effect a signal. On the southern edge of the summit, tucked into a nook between two overhanging spurs of stone, you discover a shuttered lantern. Within moments, you're standing on the western side of the hillock, with the lint lantern in hand. The lamp's bright glow stabs through the gloom, for over a minute before you shutter and douse the light. The ancient tower. Lonely silhouette perched high across the shallow veil that cuts through the long tours remains dark. For several long minutes, you wait, your eye fixed on the ruined channel tower. There is no reply to your signal. When it appears there is no reply, you find yourself overcome with a strange sense of relief. As if your mission and even your entire association with the black wit, has come to an abrupt, who not necessarily unwelcome end. You Replace the lantern, and prepare to start back down the hill, recalling the directive to be followed in the, in-, in the event your signal was not answered. Suddenly, just as you're turning away from the tower, your thoughts are already bent on an early return to the city. A small, bright light flares in the tower's window. The fricking glow seems to move from side to side before setting it in place. Only a moment later, a second light, and then a third, take place on either side of the first. Okay, that's leave the note on the doorstep. Despite, despite the distance separating you from the tower, the fricking lights ablaze with a strange intensity casting a pale golden aura over the hilltop upon which you stand. The sense of relief that abruptly, fl- that abruptly departed with the appearance of the first light again floods over you as you stand staring at the glowing trio perched at the tower window. As explicitly stated by Hawke, the young man greeted you with news. News of the trustguards on time in his demise. Three lights in the tower means you to leave the faux note on the doorstep. The simplest and seemingly least disagree of all the options. Again, just as you're about to turn and head off, off the hillock, eager, eager to deposit the note and be done with the affair, your heart sinks as a fourth light appears in the window. The four beacons flicker in answer to your signal. It's an answer that leaves you at a complete loss. Wait, four lights? They don't tell me what to do when there's four lights! Then, the bright flickering glow, spilling out of the tower's upper window, unexpectedly disappears, sudden departure, draping the summit of the hillock with the deep black of the cold, moonless light. So, here are my options. Decide to call off the mission and leave. Because um, something has happened here that wasn't expected. Remain here. And continue to watch the tower. Or make your way to the, to the tower. Uh, I'm going to continue to watch the tower. It might just be they messed up and accidentally put more lanterns in than they should have. It might have just been someone just wandered up there with their own lantern, while okay, mm. yeah, someone wandered in with a fourth lantern, and mm. uh, I'm, I'm gonna continue to watch the tower. Maybe they'll get the right signal if they keep going. You remain atop the hillock, your keen eyes fixed on the tower dust across the vale, as you wait to see if there will be another single. Signal from the dark window. Like right, picking a number. Bonus of 41. 21 from woodmanship, 20 from aura. Gotta get 75 or more. Pick now! 106 success. The soft but unmistakable sound of a footfall crunching on the stony ground behind you since your pulse racing. You spin around, just in time to see the silver flash of a streaking blade as it comes within inches of your head. Having narrowly dodged what could have easily been a fatal strike, you fall back and instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as two sword-wielding men silently emerge from the gloom. Hmm. I'm just going to guess these people are dire. Because I think those are the only other people that would know about whatever's going on here. I don't think any black wit people would target me, or would they? No, no, no. After all, I I don't even know anything. The two grim-faced men stepping to view, quickly spread out without a word. With their gleaming blades poised to strike, the sinister pair closes in around you. It's two grim assailants. I can kill or subdue. Kill or subdue. Now, I made this option to avoid killing people. So I'm going to subdue. The grim-faced man slashes you with their blades. They keep slashing. And I keep bashing. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 20 damage. And I keep on slashing. Another devastating blow for 24 damage. Yes. Then the one for 22 damage. They're mostly down now. Nearly so close. 28 rounds in. They are subdued. 134 experience, 128 experience to general. Your defeated assailants lie weaving on the ground at your feet. You reach down and take hold of the closest man, and about to pull him into a seeking position so you can question him, when you're suddenly enveloped in a thick cloud of grey smoke, struggling to, to draw dre- draw breath, with your eyes stinging. You cover your mouth and back out the cloud. Gasping and coughing. Moments later, when the cloud abruptly dissipates, you're shocked to discover one of the two men is gone, and the other, his, his motionless face turned skyward, has had his throat cut. Okay, okay, oh, well, that is woofless. Although, hmm, honestly, yeah, these are dire. I mean, that's the sort of wooflessness that you only get from. Dire uh, and and the Night Whisperers. Eh. Realising the futility of attempting to go after the escaped swordsman in the dark. You instead make a quick search of his slain companion. But only discovering his sword, which you may take. It's an unmatched sword, which is worth a pretty penny. And several ugly pennies as well. So I'll just take that. The Markable... The remarkable discreet of skill your attackers displayed while wielding, while wielding their deadly blades leads you to believe they were not only twain killers, but they came here to kill you. The fact that your search of the dead swordsman turned up nothing that would serve to identify identify him and only furthers your suspicion you were their mark. Believing that you have nothing left to fear from the escaped member of the deadly pair, You gaze across the vale at the dark silhouette of the wooing tower as you ponder your next course of action. So I can make my way to the tower or leave and head back to Talonus. Uh, hmm. Er now presumably these assassins must have been sent from the tower because they're the only people who could have who would know I'm there so there's probably bad guys in the tower right now all right make your way to the tower you head down off the hillock taking a path different from the one you took on your ascent and start across the vale towards the base of the tower upon which is perched a whirling tower Within only a few dozen yards of the foot of the stony trail that leads up to the tower, when you suddenly hear what sounds like someone moving through the trees to your right, you instinctively duck into the bush and wait, with bated breath, your eyes scan the darkness in all directions. After several minutes, when the sounds have faded and you are certain no one is nearby, you quickly continue on to the stony path and begin the arduous climb to the tower grounds the imposing tower. At last, with your legs weary from the steep climb, you reach the end of the narrow track and arrive at the base of the crumbling tower. Despite the tower's general state of disrepair, the door is entirely attack- intact and, in fact, appears to have been recently reinforced. Thor thick bands of untarnished iron, hug the sturdy planks that make up the imposing barrier. Only a few feet to your right, the lower portion of the tower's bottom level, drops off the edge of the cliff. The cliff that caps this this jagged tower, peering over the edge into the darkness. You quickly realize just how high up you are, and just how precarious the tower's perch is. Suddenly, the sound of movement from within the tower. We focuses you on the task at hand. You listen carefully as the sound goes louder, more pronounced. It's the sound of footfalls. Someone is approaching. The door. So, two options. Place the furled note on the do- doorstop and leave. Hmm. Admittedly. You know, that's the thing. If if. If the tower's been compromised, I definitely shouldn't do that. Because that, because while it, while the note is probably only supposed to be read by who it's meant for, there is probably some sort of enchantment or code breaking, or something involving lemon juice or just some some devious trick that you can use to weed it even if you're not supposed to because after all any code can be broken if you're if you know how or i could wait to see if someone opens the door hmm now hmm If the, tower, if the tower's compromised, I don't even know. But if it isn't compromised, I probably should leave the note. Hmm, there's no real way to know. Especially since I have no idea what any of those signals that were intended meant. Hmm. Alright, wait to see if someone opens the door. I'll just do that. After only a few moments, the door groans and swings open. There, framed in the arched doorway, is a young man garbed in a red tunic. He stared wide-eyed at you, as if your presence is both unexpected and unwelcome. Suddenly, his eyes are drawn to the furled scrap of paper clutched in your hand. As if now aware of the purpose of your visit, he politely asks if he may have the note. Now, the thing is, I don't think anyone but but who I'm intended is intended for would even really know of the note of course, the thing is i he saw the note, so he, he might he, ugh, I've no idea. Ugh. Okay, I'm going to ask what he's doing here. He's pro- Everything's so secrets and lies here that it probably won't help, but I'll try. Your query visibly agitates the young man. He holds out his hand, expectedly, and asks to have the note. Despite his firm tone, you sense he's extremely anxious. So, my options are, hand him the furled note, or attempt to kill him. Uh, I I don't know, I don't know. I I I I'm I'm really tempted to just run away and be done with this, but but I'm too deep. I'm too deep now. Okay, divination. Maybe that could give me some idea what's going on here. Succeeded. You sense the young man is extremely nervous. You also sense a lurking sinister presence. Though you're not certain, it's attached to the man standing before you. Hmm. Well, that, that really doesn't help at all, Divination. There's a lurking sinister presence, but is it him? I don't know. <sighs> no, no idea. I've no... <sighs> So I could kill him or hand him the note. Uh, I just I'm I just don't want to kill anyone. I'm an avoiding killing in this woot, so I've got to hand him the note. You place the note in the young man's outstretched hand. He thanks you and promptly tucks the furled scrap of paper to a pocket on his left side of his tunic. Satisfied that you carried out your mission, and with no desire to linger here, you bid him farewell, then turn to make your way back down the narrow, stony track to the foot of the Tor. The young man calls after you, and thanks you, before retreating into the tower. The heavy, iron-banded door closes behind him. (sighs) I, I just, I gotta hope I did the right thing. I've no way of knowing. It's all secrets and lies. Secrets and lies. As you're making your way out of the long tours, you suddenly hear what sounds like someone approaching from the dark wood. You quickly duck out of sight and wait. With only a few moments, the sounds fade to silence. Certainly you are now alone. You promptly resume your trek to Talonus. Uncertain about what the turn of events may signify, particularly with regard to your association with the Black Wit, you head back towards the city with a hastened step, suddenly eager to place yourself within the relative safety afforded by the ancient mighty walls. And that's the end of that adventure for 384 experience to general. And... You don't unlock any more adventures by doing that. If the Black Brit has anything else for me to do, it's it not it's not ready yet. Now, I'm going to quit without saving, so we can try out some of the other paths. Uh, I'm just going to quickly click through. All the bits until we end up with the choice. Alright, well, the lights. Alright, I'm on the hill. I've given the signal. Then get the signal. Okay. So I can decide to call off the mission. Okay, I've remained here. Continued to watch the tower. And I got myself ambushed. So I'll just get out of here. Sensing that something is wrong, or that you've been lured into some sort of trap, you decide not to take any chances. Without any delay, you make your way down, off the hullock and strike out on the return track to Trannis. You covered only a few dozen yards from the foot of the hill. When you suddenly spot two fingers lurking through the darkness, heading, to, heading towards the wise out of which you just descended... As the unknown pair begins to climb to the top of the stony hill, you silently praise your intuition. Though you do not know the identities or the intentions of the two figures, you can't help but feel. By lingering atop the hill, you'd have placed yourself in considerable danger. And it turns out I did. So I can follow the figures up the hill, or just go back to Talos. I'll just go back to Talos. I've had enough of this. I I don't know what's happening, and no one's giving me enough information to make any choices. With no desire to become entangled with the unknown pair, you decide not to go after them, instead continue on your way back to Tannus. By the time they realise you're not to be found atop the hillock, you will be long gone, uncertain about what the turn of events may signify, particularly with regards to your association with the Black Wit. You set out for the city with a hastened step, suddenly eager to place yourself within the relative safety afforded by its ancient, mighty walls. So that's another woot, the, the bugger off woot, as it is. Lots of, lots of options in this adventure. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna do that again. Talky, talky, talky. Click, click. Yep, it's text-based. If you've read it before, it goes back very quickly. Call the felician and leave. Follow the figures up the hill. Moving swiftly and stealthily, you trail the pair as they furtively ascend to the summit of the hillock. When they reach the top, the two figures make a quick search of the area and then stand on the northern side of the stony peak, speaking softly to one another. Crouch behind the jagged outcropping of moss- draped stone, you strain to hear what's being said, but can discern nothing for several minutes. The two figures, those faces you have yet to catch a glimpse of, catch a glimpse of, turn, and move towards the top of the path, leads down off the hill, so I could remain here and let them go. What happens here. Mm your main hidden as the two figures swiftly descend along the winding track that wind leads down off the hillock peering down the slope and across the welter of the open woodlands at the base of the hill you watch as two dark shapes slip into the forest and vanish when you're certain you're no longer in any danger of being discovered you steal back down the hill and that's an ending okay now The other option is to ambush them. So I'm just going to click through and get to that bit. Yeah, I'm just doing all the options. Well, except the killing ones. Call off the mission and leave. Follow the figures up the fill. Attempt to ambush them. Just after the two men have passed by your hiding place, you leap out and launch what you hope will be a surprise attack. Picking a number. Bonus of 51. 21 from woodmanship. 20 from agility. 10 from luck. Gotta get 75 or more to be a complete surprise. 132 success. Your swift and silent attack catches the two men completely off guard. You quickly gain the upper hand against the pair of swordsmen. Two grim assailants. Obviously, I'm going to subdue them. Alright, uh, just... No, yep, deadly blows. They fight like they did the last time. And, oh. Your swift and silent attack catches the two men completely off guard. You quickly gain... Upper hand against the two swordsmen. Huh? F- I'm finding them again. Okay. Well, I'll subdue them again. uh I-, I don't know what happened there. Some sort of glitch. Oh well, I'll fight them again. They are subdued. Okay. One hundred thirty-four experience. One hundred twenty-eight experience to general. Your defeated assailants lie weaving on the ground at your feet. You reach down and take hold. Yeah, and they disappear in a cloud of smoke. One of them's had his throat cut. But I get to take the sword. So now I can make my way to the tower. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to make my way to the tower. All right, climbing the tower, place the place the furled note on the doorstep and leave. Yeah, I'll do that. You place the furled note on the doorstep and swiftly retreat into the shadows, pressing yourself into a shallow path, one of the many jagged outcroppings that line the path leading up to the tower. Moments later, the door creaks open, and a young man, his eyes wilding, scouring the darkness, steps out onto the step. He spots the note and picks it up without unfurling it. He again glances about before retreating into the tower. The heavy door closes at his heels. Content to consider your mission at an end, you wait for several moments until you're certain you aren't being observed. You then swiftly make your way down the stony track to the base of the tower. As you make... It's making your way out of the long tours. You suddenly hear what sounds like someone approaching through the dark wood. You quickly duck out of sight and wait. Within only a few moments, the sounds fade to silence. Certain you are now alone, you promptly resume your trek to Tanninus. That finishes this adventure, 384 experience the general once again. Okay. Now, what happens... If I, I'm just going to pop straight to the tower this time. I've had enough with those grim assailants. Okay. Make your way to the tower. Yep, yep, climb the hillock. Legs wary from Steep's climb. Wait to see if someone opens the door. After only a few moments, the door groans and swim open. There, framed in the arched doorway, is the young man garbed in a red tunic. He stared wide-eyed at you, as if his presence is both unexpected and welcome. Yeah, okay. I'm going to attempt to kill him, although not really. Without warning, you strike out at the young man. His eyes widen with horror as he falls back and thrusts his white right hand out towards you. We discern he's about to unleash a telekinetic attack. So I've got three options Telekine- telekinesis, fortification, or just dive out of the way. Telekinesis versus telekinesis. Yes. Succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and instantly project a well blamed, aimed blast of, blast of energy to counter the young mage's own telekinetic attack. Both blasts meet in mid-air with a thunderous clap that leaves the two of you momentarily shaken, but otherwise unharmed. The mage, the mage his face twisted to a hideous scowl, cries out in dismay as he draws a dagger and lunges at you, striking out wildly with, his deadly, with the deadly blade. He managed to fend off the young man's lunging assault and quickly counter it. This is a scowling mage, and um, well, admittedly, since I did attack first, it's not really that much of a surprise he's trying to kill me. But I can kill or subdue. As I said, I avoid, I'm going doing this route to not kill anyone. Even though people will prob- end up, seem to end up dead no matter what I do. Subdue your foe. The old mage stabs at you with his dagger. Yeah, you, you're outmatched, mage. Going to battle wage. Would anybody just tell me what's going on here? Ah! And he's subdued now. 21 experience. 128 experienced a general. Battered and bloodied, the young man staggers back and collapses into a heap on the tower's doorstep. For a fleeting instant, he seems resigned to accept whatever fate awaits him at your hand. Then, without warning, he struggles to his feet and stumbles to the edge of the cliff. You watch in horror as the young man pauses, teetering on the brink of the cliff. Cliff, his eyes wide, as he stares down at the distant floor of the narrow vale. He turns and casts a final glance in your direction before stepping off the edge and plunging into the darkness. The sharp, sickening sound of his body striking something hard reaches your ears a second before you wipe the cleats' edge. Your eyes strain to pierce the curtain of gloom that covers the veil. They swiftly come to rest on a gruesome sight. The unmoving body of the young mage lies sprawled out, face down, on a broad shelf of rock for fifty feet below. You turn away from the grim scene and make your way back down the steep, stony track to the foot of the tor. And then it ends, like previously Uh, you're making your way out of the long tours. You suddenly hear what sounds like someone approaching through the dark wood. You suddenly duck out of sight and watch as two grim-faced men suddenly appear out of darkness, proceed into the valley you've just left. The very sight of them makes you feel uneasy. Content to let them go, continue on your way. You wait until you're certain they're no longer nearby before once again setting off on your trek at Ananus. Uncertain about what this turn of events may signify, particularly regard for your association with the Black Wit, head back towards the city with a hastened step, subtly eager to place yourself within the relative safety afforded by the ancient mighty walls. Okay, that's most of the option ways that this adventure can turn out. Turn out covered. Of course there's slightly different option if I actually kill people rather than subdue them, but I but I set out not to kill anyone. But it turns out, even if you when you're dealing with business like this, even if you don't kill anyone, people end up dead. Cause it's all just secrets and lies. Agendas within agendas, widows within widows. No don't know what any who's good who's bad who's grey who's black Who knows who knows Anyhow I'm just gonna quit without saving because I don't know how how to go through that option so I'm just not going to I'm just gonna leave that whole thing uninvestigated and anyway so what's next hmm i, I really don't know because that that was pretty much the last adventure i say we got top of the hill yeah all the adventures here have been done at least once <laughs> Uh, some of them twice. Of course, there's scenarios going on, but we've seen all them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we are moving, we are steadily moving forward with getting the 200 blobs in the altar on. In the altar, believe Tar Lake. So soon, we'll be moving on and investigating, invest investigating whatever it is that that altar unlocks. But that that will be a few days off. So for the next episode, well, I'm not quite sure if there's anything left to do. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess you should just subscribe to whatever you're listening to this on, if you're you know, interested. So then, when then if I, when I do release something, probably it's a, maybe the next thing you release will be brand new content. So then, you'll be able to hear it straight when it comes out. Anyway, and until then, whenever that is.